Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. Before we get started, I ask everybody go ahead and hit that thumbs up if you enjoy the State of the Saints podcast. And I also want to give a, shout, a special shout out to Angel and Mike of the Broad Street podcast. I just finished wrapping up uh i'm doing a show with them always a great time shouts out to those brothers uh really doing a great job over there some of you probably uh caught a little bit of the stream that i tried to uh, share here on the page but if you have not already go ahead and subscribe to the broad three south podcast they do an awesome job over there and once again man i really had a good time but this is not going to be a long show but i do want to talk about Alvin Kamara, uh, some of you probably already heard that Alvin Kamara returned to practice this week as he's been practicing on a limited basis. And uh, this is huge news for the New Orleans Saints because we know as Saints fans how important Alvin Kamara is to the New Orleans Saints uh, as a staff, organization, and crew. Uh, He is the offense. He is the straw that stirs the drink. He is the guy that gets this offense going. And without him, I feel like this offense is extremely stagnant. I mean, they're stagnant with him, but they're extremely stagnant without him. So him coming back to practice is very huge news. But I do say this. I think the Saints need to be very careful. They need to be very, very careful bringing back in Alvin Kamara a little bit too soon. Now, I understand you have some big games coming up. You got a big game against Buffalo on Thanksgiving. You got a big game against the Cowboys. Always the following Thursday. So I understand that you have a lot of big games coming up and Alvin Kamara is going to have to be a part of those. So I would not be mad if the Saints decide to sit him for another week, especially going up against the Philadelphia Eagles, a team that is doing some really good things, but not to a point where I feel like the Saints can't be Philly without Alvin Kamara. But I want Alvin Kamara to be fully healthy. So if the Saints do decide to win some games, and make that push towards the playoffs, he can be as as healthy and as close to 100% as he possibly can. We seen last week that Mark Ingram was willing to really uh, tote that mail and put the team on his back. He really turned back the clock. He really showed you that he had a lot left in the tank, and it really just showed you how much uh, Mark Ingram was missed in who that nation. I think the Saints are okay with that one-two punch. I think they finally found that that missing piece that they needed uh, as that complimentary back. I know they tried to make Tony Jr. that guy, and he did some good things in preseason, but he got hurt early, and uh, it kind of just messed up the dynamic of the running back group. Then you had Ty Montgomery. He was supposed to do some things last week. He ended up getting hurt, messed his finger up really bad. But, But Mark Ingram came in. He ran in between the tackles. He caught the ball out of the backfield. And he did some really, really good things. So I think that Mark Ingram uh, can carry the load for at least one more week, especially against the Philadelphia Eagles. And I think that the New Orleans Saints can do some things offensively without Alvin Kamara uh, being in the lineup. You got to be careful with that. Uh, Also, uh, Taysom Hill uh, got kind of nicked up in the game. Uh, Sean Payton talked about him uh, having an injury. So that's definitely bad news for the New Orleans Saints because that's another player that is very, very beneficial to what the New Orleans Saints do. What the New Orleans Saints do 
with Taysom Hill, with Alvin Kamara. Those guys are really huge uh, parts of the Saints offense. So if you have both of those guys out, definitely going to have something missing. That means that other guys are going to have to step up. You're going to have to see other guys make some plays. You're going to have to see some guys catch a pass for God's sakes. Okay, so I think that they can get the job done. Um, all you need to do is uh, win against Philly. You know, you it don't have to be the prettiest win ever, but let's just get out of the losing column because for the last two weeks, the Saints have lost two straight. And when you start to lose three games in a row, that's when people start to get into panic mode. And that's somewhere that Saints fans and the Saints organization don't want to go. But let me go ahead and go to some of your comments. We're going to read and uh, we'll just go from there. Uh, we're going to start with, let's start with Josh. Josh says, I'm getting some therapy tonight. Well, that's good. You know, that's good. I don't know if you're talking about Saints therapy. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like therapy. Are you at the doctor's office? I'm not sure what's going on there. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Josh, but I'm glad that you're here, man. Thank you so much. Uh, Slim South uh, says, who that TJ and family? What's going on, Slim South? Thank you so much, man, for supporting uh, your boy over on the Broad Street South um, podcast. Uh, Shamika says, good evening. Who that? What's going on, Shamika? Thank you for being here. Uh, Jerry, thank you very much for being here and also supporting on Broad Street as well. I'm going to scroll down a little bit. Uh, I think Kamara should rest. I, I agree with that, Shamika. I, I mentioned that. I think he should rest. I don't think they need to rush him back. He is very important to this team. I'm telling you, with a name like Jerry Poole <laughs> Jr., uh, you should be a coach. Yeah, that is a that is a coach name. That is a that is a coach name. Sounds like somebody that won a lot of games. That's <laughs> uh, Bobby says. I read AK wasn't at practice today. Well, you know he has been at practice for the last couple of days. Uh, so he has shown up. So if he's not at practice, that probably means that they're trying to hold him out, which is a good thing. I don't want to see AK rush back. Who that fan watching Atlanta get the get that beat down, especially Matt Ryan? Well, that sound good to me. Sound like sound like uh, a good night. Um, I, I I don't feel like I have to watch Falcons games if I don't have to. I try not to watch them. Uh, I, I heard that they're not good for your health. Uh, Kirkland says Mark got some juice left. Don't rush AK back. I agree. I agree. I think he did a really good job last week. Who that fam? CT Crusher, what's going on, man? Uh, Pammy says, uh, who that fam? I think we're about to go on a five-game winning streak. Well, that would be nice if they did. The Saints need to go ahead and right the ship because right now they lost two straight games, and um, this is uncharted territory, man. The Saints aren't used to, like, being in this position, and it's been a while. I want to say since 2016. What if they ban it? K's uh in the city of New Orleans. Will AK still be allowed to play at home games? <laughs> well, I assume since his name is Alvin Kamara and this is initials and not an actual assault rifle or AK 47, I think he should be okay. Uh CT giving a shout out to Pammy. Who that 32 says it's hard to have uh confidence in a team that is inconsistent as we are. Who that I absolutely agree with what you're saying, and I understand your skepticism as a Saints fan. Uh, I mentioned it on the Broad Street podcast that, you know, I don't really have as much confidence in the New Orleans Saints making a run at it as I did in years past. I do feel like the Saints are well coached. Do I feel like they're a playoff team? Yes, I do. But if the Saints wouldn't make the playoffs, would it surprise me? Absolutely not. This is a very inconsistent team. 
they they shoot themselves in the foot constantly over and over again penalties guys being out of place false starts uh guys dropping passes everything that you can possibly do to lose a game the saints have uh shown you that they can lose in that fashion and if you add the fact that they can't find a kicker that can kick between the uprights consistently it just shows you right there man the new orleans saints are in a lot of trouble but if the saints can somehow discipline themselves right make themselves disciplined not make the mistakes not get these false starts and just go out there and play their game then i think that this team this team can go up against any team and beat them but they they do a really good job at beating themselves you lost to the best team in the afc by two points last sunday don't tell me that this team isn't good enough to make a playoff run Charles says, TJ, about bedtime, just wanted to uh, like and say hello. Charles, thank you, man. Uh, I really do appreciate it. This is definitely not going to be a long show. It's been an extremely long day. Uh, I've been running all day. Uh, I was a part of a a podcast earlier, and um, I just wanted to get on and talk a little bit about uh, Alvin Kamara. Jerry giving a shout-out to CT. Pam also uh, giving a shout-out to uh, CT. Let's see. Uh, Gramlin looking for a, a head coach, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, Gramlin, uh, they fired their head coach, man, which, which to me was a shock. Um, well, he wasn't really doing a really good job, and they have been struggling over the last couple of years. But, uh, I mean, this guy has really shown in the past that, you know, he can win some games. I mean, Gramlin was uh, playing in the, the SWAC championship. Uh, they were in the, you know, in the, the Heritage Bowl. I mean, they were doing some really good things. So the fact that, you know, that he was fired was a little bit of a shock, but it also shows you that there's a standard at Grambling University that that they want to have. You know, I mean, this is the place that Eddie Robinson uh, coached, you know, the legendary Eddie Robinson. Doug Williams also did a really good job. So they don't really condone mediocrity. And I can't, you know, I, I can't blame them for that. You know, I can't blame them. So you got to do what you got to do, I guess. Mark ate last week. I love it. Yeah, Lee Lee, he did a really good job and he was really motivated. Uh honestly, uh, honestly, um, I think we should take uh let AK rest for two more games, uh, treat it like IR because we need him hundred percent. Tim, I agree with that. That's a good point. Shouts out to Tim out there in Canada. That's a good point. Um, I do feel like they need to rest him. Because he's way more valuable when he's healthy. So I think they do need to rest him. Ghostface says, who that TJ and who that fam? What's going on, Ghostface? Thank you for being here. T-Sales, uh, yeah, T-Sales says, uh, they are hard on. I don't know exactly what, what that means. I'm sorry. You have to expound on that. I'm not too sure, man. Uh, help the chat is haunted. TJ, call an exorcist. It's a ghost in here. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Pamit says, Ghostface. T-Cell says they are hard on Teddy B in Denver. Okay, T-Cell, there we go. They hard on Teddy B. Look, um, I, I look, I can understand that, you know, being being at the quarterback position, you you draft your quarterback in Drew Locke, don't give him opportunity to play. Say that all the other quarterbacks are better than him, right? Uh, and you bring in Teddy Bridgewater. So think about this, man. You draft this guy. People are looking at this guy to be the guy because you drafted him. He's a homegrown guy. Of course, you're going to root for that guy. And you're saying, hey, we're not going to go with Drew Locke. We're going to go with Teddy Bridgewater. So you're like, okay, well, 
Show us that you can do better than what Drew Locke is doing. Well, at the quarterback position, he's not doing much. He's not helping the team win, and they're not getting the results that they're looking for. That's the reason why I tell everybody that Sean Payton is a special coach. Sean Payton is special because he can get the most out of, you know, anybody. You know what I'm saying? He takes what you do best, and he, he, he puts it all together in a package, and he allows that to be beneficial on the field. And that's what makes Sean Payton a really good coach. Sean Payton was able to do this with Taysom. He's doing it right now with Trevor Simeon. He's doing, he, he did it with Teddy Bridgewater, and he did it with Jameis Winston. So that shows you right there how good of a coach Sean Payton really is. Because everywhere Teddy Bridgewater has been, he struggled. But when he was with the Saints, he was helping the Saints win football games. That is the, the genius that is Sean Payton. Regardless of how you feel about Sean, regardless of how you feel about him as a coach, a decision maker at times in crucial situations, you have to admit if it was any other coach coaching this team with the issues that the Saints played with, with Michael Thomas being out, with Jameis Winston being out for the season, with all of those players at the beginning of the season being injured, you have key players that are still injured right now. Other teams probably wouldn't even be above 500. So it just shows you the coaching staff that he's put together and the coach that he is to get the best out of these players right now. And one of those players he got the best out of was Teddy Bridgewater. And right now, Denver is not getting the best out of Teddy B. But, I mean, we love Teddy B and who that nation, so it's hard for us to even criticize him because he gave us great moments, uh, you know, as Saints fans when he was here. So we root for him from afar. But, look, there's a standard um, for every team, and he's not giving the Denver Bronco nation what they want. So it's well within their rights to criticize it, especially I like Teddy. But that 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 effort that he put towards on that Darius Slay interception was not what you want to see uh, from a guy. You, that's not how you, you get confidence. That's not how uh, your teammates start to buy into you. Um, it makes them kind of you know roll their eyes when you hit the field. Uh, the passing game sucks. I definitely agree with that. It's definitely not the best. It's definitely not where you want it to be. But here's the reality of it, Brandon. It's not going to change. It's not going to change. It's just what it is. It's not going to change. Larry Fitzgerald, uh, Randy Moss, Antonio Brown, uh, Plastico Burris, none of these guys are walking through that door. What you have right now is a bunch of guys, a bunch of role guys, and that's what the Saints are going to have to roll with. So we might as well just strap in, sit back, and and pray for the the best because it is not going to change. It is not going to change. Anthony says, uh, who that? Uh, who that fam? I heard good news on Jameis Winston's surgery, and he should be ready in time for camp next season. Well, that's good, Anthony. You know, I heard the same thing that you're uh, alluding to, and and um, I, I'm happy for Jameis. You know, I think that Jameis, uh, you know, it was a tough break for him, tearing his ACL against his former team. You can tell at the beginning of that game, it meant a lot to him. He wanted to go out there and prove that they made a mistake by letting him go. And um, his teammates were ready to support him in that in that feat. But he ended up, you know, tearing his ACL and messing up his MCL a little bit. But, I mean, we've seen after the game he was dancing in the locker room still in good spirits. Uh, Demario Davis was honored. Uh, he showed up. Nobody expected him to be there. So that just shows you the type of teammate and the type of love that he has for his teammates and the type of love that they have for him. And um, I just think that – uh, I was going to say Teddy. 
I would think that Jameis Winston is going to get back, be back with the Saints. I think they're going to re-sign him, probably something similar to what he had before, uh, maybe a little bit more money to make it worth his while. And um, I think that they're going to try to, you know, give him another shot. Uh, I do feel like, you know, it's going to be a competition. This time you're going to add Ian Book into the mix. But I do feel like Jameis Winston is going to get opportunity to compete for a starting position. And it would be interesting to see what he can do uh, in, in the Saints uniform next season because everything that I mean uh, shows me that he deserves to get a second shot at being a quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. I like Jameis. I think he embraced the city. I think the city was starting to embrace him. I think they started to really look at him as their quarterback, except for the people that probably have their reservations and they're never going to be able to change that. But for the most part, he was really showing people that he was really trying to do the, his best to try to become the best quarterback for New Orleans. And to me, he did a really good job. So I'm rooting for him. T says, uh, who that fam? I heard they use AK as a decoy on the field and did Tony Jones practice. Well, Tony Jones was off IR. I didn't hear anything about him practicing. Of course, uh, I didn't really check out any of the notes uh, from practice. I, I didn't see any of the interviews. I know Malcolm Jenkins spoke to the media today, didn't check that out. But um, Tony Jones, he is off IR, which is a good thing. And if they can get him back into the mix, that would be huge for the New Orleans Saints. Lili says they need he, uh, to realize we playing with secondary players and they're doing great to me. Yeah, Lili, if you're looking at the fact that they're secondary players, the fact that they're role players, backups, they are doing a great job. I mean, because they're only doing as good as they are. You know, if they if they were as good as advertised or top players, they will be in that starting rotation. But the only reason why they're in this situation is because guys got hurt. But I do feel like the Saints need to be a little bit more aggressive in practice. Uh, really going out here, whoever is having a really good practice, whoever having a really good week, I think that guy needs to be the guy that's playing. The Saints are in no way, for exception of Deontay Harris, Traquan Smith, who has been playing pretty decent these last couple weeks. Those are the only two guys to me. And you can throw in Callaway, I guess. But those are the guys that I feel like, you know, you need to be on the field. But guys like Kevin White, uh, you know what I'm saying, some of these other guys that kind of just rotate, I feel like they, their spot needs to be up for grabs. Where's Lil Jordan Humphreys? Where's Quan Baker? Where's Aesop Winston? I heard uh, Jalen McCleskey, uh, he tried to practice with the team. They tried to, uh, you know, he tried to do a trial. Um, but where are these guys at, okay? Give these guys an opportunity. They've been in camp. They've been a part of the practice squad. They've been in the classrooms. Give these guys an opportunity, okay? If another guy dropping passes, if he's getting open but not catching, if I mean, come on, man, give these other guys an opportunity to go out there and see what they're made of because they can't do any worse than what I'm seeing right now on the field. Guys can't get separation. And guys, when they get separation, aren't making plays. So I don't feel like it'll be any different because the expectations are so low for the guys that they already have so what do you expect for those other guys, right? I mean, you got to throw something against the wall and hope that it stick, right? Uh, X-Men says, uh, man, we missing three. If the five offensive linemen, we got to rely on Kamara a lot. Let's go who that nation. Yeah, man, I mean, you got an offensive line that's banged up. Uh, Teron Armstrong, Andrews Pete. You got Ryan Ramchek that's been on the list. Uh, you know, Eric McCoy was hurt earlier in the season. Uh, Cesar Ruiz playing like he hurt. Uh, I mean, it's just, I mean, it, it's bad business right now. Uh, the, the Saints are snake bitten. 
man, everything is happening. I mean, it's not a day that go that goes by. Uh, I don't like close my eyes and hope and pray that something bad doesn't happen when I search New Orleans Saints on Google. It, it it's really bad. You know, what I'm saying it seems like you know it's looking like a, a mass unit up in here. It's looking like you know it's looking like you can you can play the mass soundtrack every single week for the New Orleans Saints. But somehow, some way, they still find ways to be in a conversation uh, as being a really good team. Uh, they still seem to be in a conversation for making the playoffs. But you've got to go ahead and start stringing some wins. Okay, right now, uh, you know, you're ahead of the curve. Right now, you're going through a little uh, dry spell, right? But you've got to be able to go out here and generate some success. And it starts by not making these mistakes that we've been seeing over the last couple of weeks. It'll be one thing if you were terrible and you were putting forth the effort and you were actually going out there and losing. We'll be like, well, at least they tried hard. At least they were doing all the right things to win. But when you're not doing the right things to win and you're behind that goal, it's hard for individuals to understand, especially at the end of the game, you're in the fight. It just makes the situation even more frustrated because, you know, even though they're they're behind the eight ball, they're still good enough to go up against elite competition and compete. So to me, you know, that that makes it more frustrating as, as a fan. Tim, thank you very much for the five dollars. He says Sean and Drew. Or truly the perfect combo. Drew elevated an average offense, and Sean put these guys in the best position. That took time. Tim, um, to me, you know, as good as Sean, uh, Drew Brees was as a quarterback, and he was great. Don't get me wrong. I feel like we are really starting to see the genius of Sean Payton this season because it's, it's hard for us to really appreciate a coach's greatness when he's surrounded by great players. You know, you think about Phil Jackson as a coach, right? Phil Jackson, great coach, right? In the eyes of the general public. But he had Michael Jordan. He had Scottie Pippen. He had Shaq and Kobe. He had all these great players that were around him. But what happened if he didn't have those players? Would he still be the same coach? I think when guys start to lose those guys that are conjoined to their greatness and they start to win post that individual, it really just shows you how great that coach really is. The fact that the Saints are five and four, the, the fact that they're formidable no matter who's on the field, this is a testament to how good Sean Payton is as a head coach. To me, I feel like this would be Sean Payton's greatest coaching job because this is a year of uncertainty, who that nation. You know it. I know it. it. We're so uncertain. Like, we don't know for a fact that the Saints are going to go out there and put forth a great effort like we did when Drew Brees was his. But we know that we have a chance because Sean Payton is the coach. So to me, Sean Payton is really doing an outstanding job. He's you know he's showing everybody that Drew Brees was great, but he's a great coach. Uh, Kenny says uh, we are shooting ourselves in the foot uh, with these last few losses. Kenny, you're absolutely right, man. And and that's the frustrating thing about this. Like I just mentioned, it'll be one thing if the Saints were were down and damaged they put forward the effort and they were losing i think we would understand that more we'd be like well you know and eh, they did all the right things but they just don't have the horses in the barn but when they're there they're making mistakes and they're there in the end it just makes it frustrating like man these guys can win like you know what i'm saying and they're shooting themselves in the foot so that is the frustrating thing about this whole saints experience right now that they're beating themselves in most cases Uh, let me see. 
Let's see, Gabe Brickick, um, kicker for Oklahoma, kicking sixty-yard field goal. <laughs> yeah, man, it just seems like you know when when you're dealing with something or is lacking, you can always find somebody doing something better, right? Like field goal kicking, right? We can find a million field goal kickers that's doing better than what we have because we're dealing with it right now. Um, look, Will Lutz is a, is a special kicker for a reason. So reason why he's in the 80 percentile when it comes to field goals is the reason why he was right behind Justin T uh, Tucker for kicking accuracy over the last couple of years. I mean, look, that, that shows you how valuable uh, kicking actually is. So, I mean, I, I can't wait to get this guy back. What up, Tim? Uh, Saints got Thanksgiving showdown against the Bills. Yeah, I know that's going to be an interesting game, Mike. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. I mean, the Saints are uh, undefeated on Thanksgiving. They beat the Cowboys. Uh, they beat the Falcons. Um, so maybe they can beat the Bills. So Ty Montgomery is playing Sunday. Uh, you know, he had a gruesome uh, injury to his pinky. I mean, it's separated. You know what I'm saying? I heard that the – I ain't trying to gross nobody out, but I heard that the bone was sticking out of the pinky, which is really disgusting. Uh, it shows you his toughness. But if he played this Sunday, I mean, that's just a testament to how tough this guy really is business move yeah that wasn't a good look on teddy yeah i mean look if, if uh, the quarterback position uh look nobody expect for you to go out here and be terrell suggs or ray lewis or uh, uh lawrence taylor but you have to put forward the effort your teammates have to believe that you are just involved in them and when they see you doing stuff like that and whiffing on tackles and you're losing that's the type of stuff that they look at. So when you go out there and you're talking about putting forth effort in the back of their minds, that wide receiver, like, man, get out of my face. Because if you want me to be all in, you have to be all in. And I like Teddy, but it wasn't a good look. It wasn't. And he knew it. He knew it wasn't. Angram's still, still a beast. Yeah, Jamie, he is. Now, I don't think that ever changed. Look, Mark Ingram didn't leave the New Orleans Saints because he was washed up. He left the New Orleans Saints because it was a contract situation. He wanted more money. He thought by stalling, not answering his phone, he would have got more money. He tried to play the waiting game. The Saints were like, well, we ain't hear from you. Go sign this guy Latavius Murray in your place. So it was bad information given to Mark Ingram by his representation. I don't think that representation is still with Mark anymore. He ended up going to Baltimore, getting about the same money the Saints offered him. So he basically left for absolutely nothing. So if Mark Ingram would have re-signed with the New Orleans Saints, two, three-year deal, I mean, he would have been an all-time leader rusher for the New Orleans Saints earlier. He probably would have been more beneficial in a running game. And who knows, he might have been that extra piece that we need to get us over the hump uh, to go to a championship game and even a Super Bowl. But hindsight is twenty twenty. I'm glad that he's back. And um, I'm glad that he's the all-time leader in Russia. Mark Ingram uh, started off a little rough with the Houdat Nation. A lot of people thought, man, it was the it was a bad pick picking him at 28. Um, some people felt like, you know, saying he was a, you know, he was a waste of a draft pick for the last few years of his career. And then around year four, year five, the lights started to come on for him, and he really started to ball out, and he earned the respect of the Houdat Nation. And now he's one of the most beloved New Orleans Saints players that ever played in the black and gold. And um, he's definitely going to be in the Saints ring of honor one day. Uh, he's definitely one of the best New Orleans Saints players that the Saints have ever had, in my opinion. Uh, already read that one. 
Ghostface says, as predicted, the Falcons are going on a five-game losing streak. Yeah, man, look, the Falcons aren't really that good, which makes, once again, a, a situation even more frustrating because the Saints let them boys off the hook, and they allowed these guys to come into the Superdome and beat them, which is uh, completely a, a head-scratcher to me. And the Saints are going to look back on situations like that if they're on the outside looking into the playoffs and be like, man, we should have won that football game. So you can't lose to teams like this if you expect for you to do anything down the line. Uh, our O-line is banged, though. Yeah, they banged up, but, you know, man, it, it's next man up. Look, we look. there's so many issues going on with the New Orleans Saints, too. It's ridiculous. I mean, we all can point out different things. But here's the here's the the realization of it all. Nobody cares. Nobody cares that the Saints are hurt. Nobody cares that the Saints are down. Nobody cares that the Saints have Michael Thomas out and Alvin Kamara out and they ain't got Drew Brees no more. Nobody cares. Okay? You have to go out there, you got to line up against the opposition and they don't care what you're going through. And so the Saints have another game against Philadelphia. They have to find a way to be competitive versus the Eagles out there in Lincoln Financial. If they don't, then they're going to be on a three-game skid. We're going to be continuously being frustrated, but there's nothing we can really do about it. You have to strap in who that nation. I mean, I'm just being honest with you. You got to strap in because there's not – the cavalry ain't coming. It's not. The cavalry is not, isn't coming. It's not like we can wait a few weeks and then somebody else is going to show up. We've lost some key players for the remainder of the season and these guys aren't coming back so the saints are going to have to find ways to win now if they're going to try to make the playoffs and nobody cares that they're hurt we care because we're fans other teams don't care and they're and 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 to be honest with you they're probably excited that the saints are dealing with what they're dealing with because it makes them more easier to beat come on man i mean when we see key players hurt on other teams we're not happy that they're hurt but, you know, we look at the convenience of it all and we're like, man, you know, like, that, you know, that's, that's the advantage for us. That's how teams look at it. You know, ain't no fun when a rabbit have the gun. The receiving corporate is improving. That's all we can hope for. Oh, uh, look, Nola, my mama favorite saying, uh, when somebody show you who they are, believe them. I don't see this wide receiver group improving. Like, I, I want it as much as you want it, Nola. I want them to improve. <clears throat> Excuse me. I want them to be better. I want them to be more physical. I want them to be able to get off the line of scrimmage. And I want them to be able to make the tough catches. But no, I'm concerned because week after week after week, I'm watching these guys make these same mistakes over and over again. I'm watching very few players make plays and I'm watching easy passes get dropped to the ground. That's concerning. And I don't think that is going to change. The only way it can change unfortunately is we get to the offseason the saints possibly draft a wide receiver something they should have done years ago and we try to can combine that with some more players that can play wide receiver maybe a free agent <clears throat> maybe somebody else that can step up that emerges somebody we haven't seen maybe a Quine baker <clears throat> maybe somebody like that but i don't see any changes coming the cavalry is not coming this is your 2021 New Orleans Saints with that nation. So strap in. Make Ian Book back up to Trevor Simeon. Uh, Tramal, he is. He is the backup. 
He is the backup to Trevor Simeon. Ian Book is dressing now. He wasn't dressing before. He was in street clothes. He was in Saints paraphernalia on the sidelines. Now that Jameis Winston is out, he dresses. He is the second-string quarterback if Trevor Simeon was to go down. Yes, he is. <clears throat> he is the guy that's supposed to come in, just like when Trevor Simeon was the backup when Jameis uh, you know, was the starter. Same way, because Taysom Hill, they have packages for him, and they use him in a variety of ways. So the emergency backup is indeed Ian Book. Let me scroll down a little bit. I want to thank uh, Love Fartman. <coughs> thank you very much for the $2. Says, I was a great fart rapper back in the day. <laughs> ah, man. Uh, I'll be ripping them. Make triumphant return. Uh, Roger, thank you very much for the $5. He says, what was previously mentioned before in your podcast, we need to really run the ball more, man. The Patriots run it all through the Falcons. You got to get a Patriots credit. Started off a little slow, sluggish uh, towards the beginning of the season. But uh, Mac Jones seems to uh, really start to grasp this whole concept. And now they're going on a little bit of a run. And they're starting to be the Patriots of old. They're calling Carter's defense. Uh, you, you know, doing what they need to do in order to win football games. So Bill Belichick has really found this groove. So you got to give him credit. Kimberly says, should Tom Brady stand there with his hands on his hips after a pick? <laughs> um, Look, everybody has their ways to uh, kind of decompress, right? Um, You know, that's probably his way. Uh, everybody throw interceptions, I guess. Uh, But... <laughs> Hey, that, that's Tom Brady. I guess that's his way of kind of dealing with the mistake that he made. Brandon says if the offense can give us at least B-level production going forward, we could win the next couple of games. Brandon, if they stop making mistakes, dude, these penalties, false starts, holding penalties, all like dropping passes, those are the things that they need to do in order for them to take that next step. Look, they're average. They're average, man. It is what it is. If you're average, right, at least do what you can. You know what I'm saying? At that average these guys aren't even doing that. So they're average. They're playing below average. So what's below that? That's terrible, right? If you have a great receiver like Michael Thomas, if he's playing good, we're looking at him, right? Man, he did all right, but I, I know he can do better than that. If you got a good receiver and he's playing average, you're like, man, bro, like, I don't know about this dude. But if you average and, you know what I'm saying, you're playing below average, like get this bum up out of here. So there's levels to this. So if you play at your level of what you are, nobody will get mad at you. But these guys are making some boneheaded mistakes and it's extremely frustrating to watch. Like, I understand that you guys aren't about to go out here and give me 100, 150, 200 yards a game. But, dog, can you please catch the ball when you have both hands on it? I don't think that's hard to ask, right? I don't think it's hard to ask. You know, like if, if your wife makes you a good meal or your husband makes you a good meal, is washing the dishes after the meal too hard to ask if they gave you, you know what I'm saying, a good meal? No, right? You know what I'm saying? You are nice enough to do this for me. 
at least I can do is wash the dishes after this delicious meal that you just prepared for me. Okay, the least you can do is you getting this opportunity. At least you can do is take advantage of it. At least what you can do is limit the mistakes in order to help the team be able to get over the hump because they're already behind the eight ball. They do not need you to make mistakes to make the situation that they're in even worse. Mike says, uh, I hope not a knee sprain. Uh, doesn't heal in a week. Plus, Ingram and Jones should be fun to watch. Yeah, look, I, I think that, Mike, if it's a new, uh, knee sprain, uh, definitely don't want to rush him back, okay? That's something that can easily be re-aggravated, and it's something that you really have to look at uh, you know, down the line. Okay. Do it is this risk worth the reward? Me personally, I don't think so. You need to have them rest. There's nothing that I seen last week from Mark Ingram shows me that he wouldn't be able to run the football and be able to uh, carry the load in the absence of AK. Okay. And if you get somebody like Taysom Hill, if he's healthy enough to play or Tony Jones, he's healthy enough to play. I think that's good enough for the saints to go out there and be able to be formidable against Philly. But you do not rush back your star player. We see the same thing happen in Carolina, right? You keep on using a guy like Christian McCaffrey and eventually start to get um, nicked up more and more and more. So, and then you try to get them back and it, it re-aggravates the injury. So you got to be careful with that. I'd rather AK rest, okay, and, instead of him trying to be, uh, you know, rushed back. Kim says we are definitely the 49ers of last season. Yeah, I mean, look, they were plagued with injuries last season. They definitely were. And, um, you know, it, it was hard for them to weather the storm. But, you know, the Saints are doing a pretty good job right now. They're still above 500. Kimo says take the bad with the good. Yeah, sometimes you have to. Ramsey said, hey, TJ, is there any news on Taysom Hill injured foot? No, uh, just you know the fact that he he injured you know he injured the uh his foot in in the last game, uh he was on the injury report. Uh, I expect for you know a verdict to come out if he's going to play or not. If it's some serious, we might be missing Taysom also on Sunday. Ghostface says I already admit it. It's been me. Why are you acting like this is news, <laughs> Josh? <laughs> ah man uh vanette is concerning well the concerning thing about it is you sign this guy to a contract and he's yet to play um he's off ir maybe we'll see him in a game this week wouldn't hurt i mean adam troutman has been a disaster this season and uh you know the thing about adam troutman and uh shouts out to t by my guy um he made a good point he said man he does really good in run blocking and sometimes, like, if you look at him block, and he does a really good job, but all that good work he does as a, a premium blocker at the tight end position gets wiped out because everybody's looking at the plays that he could have made. And that's the truth, man. You know, you can be really good at one thing, and then you start lacking at another thing that is very important, probably more so than people look at, even though blocking is important. Um, But he has been a disaster. Like, we all had high expectations for Adam Troutman. I know I did. I talked very highly of this guy. Do I feel like I'm eating crow at this point? Absolutely. Um, but do I still believe in this guy? Yes, I do. Um, he's young. He's going to make mistakes. Um, I don't feel like how some other people feel like, man, get this bum up out of here. 
now if this start to happen you know going into like his, his third year then we're gonna have to have a conversation like man maybe we need to get this bum up out of here but He's been a huge disappointment. And I think the, the biggest disappointment is because the expectations that we had. We got rid of Jared Cook, and we expect for him to emerge to be something better than what Jared Cook was in the Saints uniform. And even though we're so upset and we're frustrated about that fumble, the that can that converted that could have converted that third down and he fumbled. I bet anybody would tell you that you wish that we possibly had Jared Cook on his team this season. Like, you would be lying if you say you want to take Jared Cook this season after what you've seen at the tight end position. Brandon said the Falcons getting shut out at home by a rookie quarterback. Heh. Ah, gotta love it. On Thursday night, and everybody gonna be watching it. Ah, you gotta love that. We missed Sanders badly. Should have kept him. Um, Emmanuel Sanders, I mean, you couldn't afford him. Couldn't afford him, man. You had to make a tough decision. Brandon says uh, we need to draft wide receivers in the first two rounds next year. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely want to do it in the first or second round. Um, wouldn't get mad if the Saints get, you know, if something else, you know what I'm saying, maybe like an offensive lineman. I know that sounds crazy to some people. Probably get mad, roll the eyes, but you have to look at the fact that they're going to allow Teron Armstead to test the free agent market, Right uh and so if they was to get a tackle you need somebody to be able to replace him uh Landon Young uh is is available um I don't know if he's going to be the next tackle of the future or not but going to need somebody to possibly replace Armstead or move somebody around uh but they definitely need to have a wide receiver in the first two rounds they they definitely do uh TJ you got to address what I said about the defense Josh I didn't even see it man I'm sorry man I've strolled down so I probably missed that but I want to take this time, man, while we while we have this break to thank the fine folks uh, at Manscaped.com. Manscaped.com, getting you ready for the holiday season. There y'all see it right there. A gift for both wish list. The perfect package for, the, for his perfect package. Manscaped.com, the official sponsor of the State of the Saints podcast. Save 20% on your purchase, okay? By use the promo code State of Saints. Uh, they got their new body wash, their new two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. I've used this. This is really good stuff right here. Have me feeling good, smelling good all day long. They also have their ultra-smooth packages right now. So much stuff you can choose from, from manscaped.com. Use the promo code State of Saints, and you'll save 20% off. Now back to the comments. We read a few more, then we're going to get up out of here. The old dirty faster. Thank you very much for the two dollars. Says I was a good fart rapper too. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, <laughs> he is back with a vengeance. Uh, strolling down a little bit. Justin says, "Rest in peace, the young Dolph." Absolutely, man. Rest in peace, the young Dolph. Uh, such a tragic situation. Um, I don't know, man. I, I you know, it's rough. You know, it's rough. You know, and this guy was so beloved by so many people. He was such an approachable guy, man. I mean, I, I don't look every time I go down my timeline, you take I see somebody took a picture with him, you know, so it shows you how approachable he was. And you know, the fact that you know he, he was in his home hometown, you know, I mean, that's that's the, the most frustrating and sad thing about all of this. You know, he was in his hometown, 
and you end up getting shot and killed by his own people. You know, that that's just that's awful, man. This is another situation where a promising guy, you know what I'm saying, a, a bona fide legend in the making, ends up getting cut down in his own hometown. We seen this a couple of years ago with Nipsey Hustle. Now we're seeing it again. You know, I don't want to go down, you know, that route like, oh, people need to stay away from their hometown when they become successful. But it just said like when people see individuals that they grew up around, they reached this certain level, how angry and you know, say how full of how full of hate they can possibly be. You know, but I mean, sometimes your hometown be the you know, be the people that be the mostly against you. You know, I said on social media earlier today, uh, even Jesus, <laughs> even Jesus, like he went back to Nazareth, you know, after like he started to like really make a name for himself and people really start to know him. And, uh, you know, he went back to his hometown. His, his people wanted to throw him off a cliff, you know. So all the things that he was doing, all the positive things, all the healing that he was doing. And yet people still couldn't get over the fact of this dude that I seen grow up with me. This guy is supposed to be the Messiah, the savior of the world. Like if he is going to get that, you know, you have individuals out there that's going to deal with the same type of issues. So it's unfortunate. Rest in peace to young Dolph. And, uh, you know, it's just unfortunate that it had to happen in his own hometown. I'm going to stroll down a little bit. I'm going to read a few more and then we're going to get up out of here. TJ, he's a bum. Remember, I think it was Campbell said uh, he's the next Kelsey. <laughs> um, I will say this. Maybe Dan Campbell's uh, exit could have affected him. I mean, we've seen a wide receiver group kind of struggle a little bit with Curtis Johnson left, right? You know, maybe Dan Campbell seen something in him. Maybe he pushed a level in, he pushed something in him that could have got him over that point. I think sometimes we have to know that coaching does matter. There's a reason why Ryan, uh, you know, Ryan Nielsen, um, you know, there's a reason why Sean Payton decided to keep him on the staff, right? When he had opportunity to go to LSU, he said no, because he knew that he was going to need him as the defensive line coach. He made him the assistant coach, right? Sometimes when you have those special coaches, you want to keep those guys around because you know how beneficial they are. So maybe that's one of those situations. I don't know. I mean, some people will say I'm making an excuse. Some people will be like, man, that's a good point. But all I know is he leaves a lot to be desired. I'm very disappointed at what I've seen out of him, but I'm not going to give up on this guy. I'm not. I'm not going to give up on him. Man, TJ, watching the Patriots shut out the fellas at home had me uh, aggravated that we lost to these fools. Yeah. <clears throat> well, when you look at division games, it's completely different because everybody knows everybody. Josh says, I see defenses don't win championships. No, I said defenses don't win champion, uh, don't win football games. If they did, the Chicago Bears would have had 15 rings from the last 20 years alone. We need to shore up the offense. Josh, defense do win games in certain situations. Okay. Uh, if you have a defense that can be able to erase what the offense uh, you know, is lacking then that's a good defense. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a reason why we look at Seattle Seahawks and, you know, early 2010s, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, this past decade, they were struggling offense, but they had a really good defense. And in some cases, their defense helped them out. 
Uh, we seen with the Baltimore Ravens in the 2000s. Uh, we seen, uh, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers make it to the Super Bowl with Neil O'Donnell, as tragic as he was because they had a good defense. Uh, and then what you alluded to with the Bears. So there are cases where the defense were the catalyst. The thing about it is consistently can they do that? And we also seen it with Peyton Manning's last season when he was dealing with his injuries, the defense kind of got him over the hump. Here's the, here's the thing. You need a quarterback and an offense that can sustain drives and make plays need be. They don't have to be the most explosive offense, but they have to be able to sustain drives. The quarterback has to be able to make the throws to keep those drives going and generate points if you want to have a defense that's formidable. You know what I'm saying? Or a, a dominant defense. So you can win a championship, but the offense is going to have to make plays sometime or another. I mean, so... Technically, you know what I'm saying, I I do feel like you need a good defense, but you you can't just win a championship just defense alone. Just like you can't win a championship with just offense alone. You know, you, you can't do it. It's a matter of time when one is going to need the other to step up. I'm just tired of Sean Payton, period, as a head coach is really what's in order. Uh... Paul, um, you're entitled to your opinion, my friend, but I'm going to have to disagree. Uh, I, I really like Sean Payton as a coach. I think that Sean Payton is a really good coach. Um, I, I Look, is it frustrating sometimes with some of the play calls, some of the things that he does? Absolutely. But I really feel like the Saints would be in an even bigger hole if Sean Payton wasn't the coach. Okay? I, I think that I mean, look, I saw it too. I, I, I'm pretty sure I can know where your frustration lies. It probably was in that Tampa Bay game when you threw the ball three times with Trevor Simeon when they, all they needed to do was try to burn some clock. And it could have either blew up in their face if P.J. Williams didn't pick off the ball. So I understand that sometimes we question his play calling. What was he thinking at this time? But Sean Payton is the right coach for this team, uh, in my opinion. In my opinion. But you're entitled to yours, man. You're entitled to yours. Ralph says, ATJ, what's going on? How you doing? X-Men says, well, Patriots beating the Falcons 13-0. Let's see. You can can coach hold to the ball when it hits your hand. Now, you can't coach that. TJ, do you think this team reminds you of those Saints teams that went 7-9 where he uh, battled injuries and and couldn't quite stay consistent? Uh, who are we talking about here? Are we Sean Payton, are we talking about the organization as a whole? It, it does remind me of that, but this wasn't always the case, okay? Earlier in the season, I didn't see this. Um, the inconsistency will have you in that type of territory, right? It will have you 7 and 10. I will tell you that. Um, but I, I don't see that. Uh, I see a team that really is a tough football team. If I can say they remind me of any team, it would probably be the last year's Los, Los Angeles Chargers. How they're always there in the end and something always happened and they lose the game. And their record doesn't indicate how good they were actually what they how good they actually were. If I can compare a team, it would be the Chargers from last year. They were a good football team. They played hard to the end. They were always in there in the end, but they just never came out on the receiving end with a victory. Somebody said he spoke a dope. <laughs> look, man, uh, look, <clears throat> I feel bad 
because last episode, you know, I kind of got into it with somebody. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, going back, I just felt like, you know, like maybe I shouldn't have went that route. Um, people are entitled to their opinion, even though if I don't agree with it or not, um, I don't want to be that way. So even though I don't agree with what Paulie is saying, he's entitled to his opinion, right? That's what makes us all special. What makes us different as people. I guess, you know, the fact that, you know, I mean, we're not going to always agree with everything. So you may not agree with Paulie is saying, you know, and he believes it with, you know, everything he has. So I have no problem with that, man. Xavier says, I just want to thank uh, the God Lord above that some of these fans aren't coaches and don't make decisions for the organization. We'll be the Lions if they did. <laughs> Paulie also says, Sean Payton play calling and not drafting an elite quarterback in his tenure is a big problem. And he's the last uh, four season playoff failures are pathetic for real. Well, Paulie, look, I'm not making any excuses. I'm just as frustrated as you are about the playoff appearances and the success in a regular season not equating to the regular to the postseason but i don't feel like letting sean payton go would be the answer okay you can be upset with some of the decisions that they make fine the playoffs yes but you have to admit that the saints would be in an even bigger hole with all these injuries they sustained and all the things they endured this season if they had a new head coach i don't think that they'll be able to weather this storm i, I just don't you know sean payton he does a really good job at getting the most out of, you know, the least, you know, in, in other cases. I don't think that any of these guys would be putting forth the effort they'd be putting towards if they were on other teams. That's what Sean Page genius is, to be able to pull out what that person does best and make a scheme for it. And sometimes, you know, other teams can't do that. When they lose players that are important, you start to see a, a complete nosedive. I haven't seen it. Every even when the Saints lost, they've been in there and in, in every situation, no matter what what happened. I finally caught a live stream. Who that TJ? Who that fam? Kim, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate that. Uh, I can't wait for the uh, Thanksgiving game. I guess that's what you're referring to, Jay. What's up, Milton man? Thank you for being here. Uh, Kim says uh, losing James was a huge for us, but we're still fighting and still in the thick of things. I'm proud of the team for not giving up. Uh, let's just correct these self-inflicted wounds. I think if they correct them, they'll be fine. Uh, Patriots stop Falcons on fourth down. <laughs> TJ, you my dude, fam. Enjoy a hot uh, fire you spit. Keep dropping those 16 bars. Nola, thank you so much. I appreciate uh, the support. Appreciate that. Thank you. Brandon says, hopefully we bounce back against the Eagles. That would be a plus because when we start thinking about three-game losing streaks, that's when people really start to get nervous. Saints versus Bills should be a good game on Thanksgiving night. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be a fun game. Saints losing to the Patriots. Still can't uh, Still can't the Saints lost to these boys uh, two weeks ago. I can't believe it either. Uh, Jerry also gave a shout-out to Kim. I've been a Saints supporter for 38 years in New Orleans. Uh, we'll make a head coaching uh, change in the next five years. I mean, look, we don't know what the future holds, Paulie. You could be right. I mean, you could be making a coaching change in the next five years. Nothing is set in stone. I understand your frustration, but I, I don't feel like moving on from Sean Payton would be the answer. Not, not to me, man. Not to me. Uh, we got to just win. That's what I'm talking about. Jerry, you ain't lying. Had no business losing to Atlanta. I think that game going to come back to haunt him. 
chosen says great show as always we'll have another show on tomorrow not sure if i'm gonna have another show on tomorrow man to be honest with you i might uh just chill but we definitely will have another show uh on saturday uh night the prediction show and on sunday so probably won't have no show tomorrow um got to do some work uh some station situations i don't know man might kick it with the family might uh you know do something with them might have a little family movie night you know and, you know i want to try to you know keep this thing balanced okay but we definitely gonna have some shows this weekend uh ian book will get it uh, going look i mean me sammy honestly look i ain't got nothing against ian book and i'm just as intrigued as you are but i really don't think a quarterback changes the answer in this situation i mean no matter who the quarterback is wide receivers got to catch the ball man you know what i mean guys got to be able to make plays i mean Ian book can go on and do so much you know what i'm saying so if he gets the ball where it needs to be and these guys dropping it, I mean, we would be dealing with the same situation. So if this was like a quarterback situation where, I mean, this guy was throwing picks left and right and, you know, he wasn't making the right reads, then I'd be with you. But I don't think a quarterback change would be the, the answer in this. I mean, I mean, these wide receivers got to catch the ball, Sam. Let's see. Uh, that's dope, bro. Family first. Yeah, it chose man we definitely gonna get back to it man but like i said i want to spend a little time with the family the eagle fired doug peterson after the super bowl win uh paulie that was a little bit different to be honest with you um there's a different type of regime and if you listen to i encourage i encourage you to check out the broad street uh, uh podcast that was on broad street south podcast there there was a philadelphia eagles podcast i just finished doing uh immediately following this live stream you know what i mean before the uh, live stream started that's where i was and they were talking about howie roseman sometimes when you have those gms and those owners and they like to be the center of attention and you know what i'm saying they're in a rabid fan base you have to be able to make some of those decisions so doug peterson wanted to run the team his way he wanted to do things his way and of course howie roseman you know what I'm saying? And they, they didn't want it that way. You know, so there was a, a little bit of a clash of the Titans, if you will, between those guys. So Doug Peterson, in my opinion, didn't get a fair shot to really run the Eagles the way that he needed it to run. You know, and I think by him, you know, in week 17, benching Jalen Hurts and putting in a backup quarterback to play, it was almost like, okay, y'all don't want me to do what I feel like it's right. Y'all going to fire me anyway. So here's two middle fingers on the way out. But the biggest issue was he wanted to run the team the way he wanted to run it. And they didn't have that. They didn't want that. With the Saints, you, you don't have that type of resistance. You have Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton. These two guys understand. Mickey Loomis has the business aspect and Sean Payton coached the players on the field. And he does it his way. And, you know, like, and I, I feel like, that's when you really see who the real coach actually is. When you don't have enablers, when you don't have people behind the scenes making the, calling the shots, when you don't have people pacifying and babysitting you, that's when I feel like that's when you get a, a true coaching opportunity. When those situations don't come awry, I feel like you should judge those coaches differently. Because in my opinion, I don't feel like Doug Peterson should even have left the Eagles. And I feel like what they're doing right now, it kind of indicates why they shouldn't have. TJ, I uh, love to see Ingram and Kamara run the ball on Buffalo like those two did five years ago. 
Yeah, that was a huge game, but that was a completely different Buffalo Bills team. You're not going to get that Buffalo Bills team this time around. They're good, solid defensively. Uh, Josh Allen is a, a beast at a quarterback, and they have some really good players on that team. So the Saints going to have to bring their A game. Uh, I was uh, on to support you, TJ, but was no sound on Broad Street. Yeah, the thing about it was um, it was never supposed to be that long. Okay, that live stream wasn't supposed to be that long. It was really just to encourage you all because I didn't know the link. I was just going to tell you all to come over to the Broad Street South podcast. So it actually went longer than it was supposed to because at that particular time, if you watched the show, you seen uh, I had Paxton in a row with me because my wife wasn't at home just yet. So I wasn't able to click over or make that announcement or type it up to let everybody know because I was dealing with Paxton, trying to listen to what the other uh, with Angel and Mike were trying to say. So it was a little bit rough. So that that went a little bit longer than I wanted it to. That was just a notification to let everybody know to come to Broad Street South to check out the rest of the podcast. OK, that, that was that was all about. And I apologize. I didn't have any sound uh i apologize for that i found out like really really late but it wasn't supposed to last that long it was really just supposed to be you know the introduction and me telling you all to come over to the podcast and then in the live stream because i didn't know the link to his uh to the podcast i only got like the the link for stream yards to come over there i didn't know what the link was for the channel that that was the only issue uh sammy says sean been making bad calls i agree with that i agree with that one uh let's go alvin camaro and that comes from matt all right but uh, i want to say thank you all for checking out the state of the saints podcast thank you all for making the show what it is on your way out if you would be so kind to hit that thumbs up if you enjoy the show uh thank you all for your support those that support it uh on the broad street south podcast that's available right now on youtube youtube.com search uh search broad street south uh podcast check it out man those are some solid bro brothers over there they do an outstanding job um and uh really really support those guys man may not be eagles fans but just support them man you know those are some solid guys over there they, they have some really good commentary they also get other uh, uh fans from other teams that uh, do podcasts just like mine to come on there to talk about nfl teams so just check it out man and uh support those brothers uh, also support the state of the saints podcast by subscribing if you have not already subscribe to the youtube channel youtube.com search the state of the saints podcast facebook.com search the state of the saints podcast you can also follow me on twitter okay follow me on twitter at tjay jones eight and also on instagram under that same name uh thank you so much for all those that came over thank you all those that comment that make the state of the saints podcast what it is look forward to talking to you all this weekend about the saints big week 11 matchup versus the philadelphia eagles and hopefully the Saints can get off that two-game snide with a victory in Lincoln Financial Field. Till next time, all I got to say is, who that?